Hey guys, how's it going? This is Billy Metcalf, your host and owner of FantasyInquirer.com. I'm back for the second episode of the Fantasy Inquirer podcast. And today, I'm going to talk to you guys a little about the rookie running backs, um, where they went in order of 1 to 10, and uh, where they went in a best ball draft that I did that very night, Saturday night. Um, I did an FFPC $35 best ball right after the draft concluded. Um, I did a write-up, too, on FantasyInquirer.com. Um, 1 through 10 in the draft I did. Uh, I didn't do it in the order I liked. I just did it in the order that they were drafted. I wrote up every player. So let's go ahead and get into this. I really don't like to get into a lot of show notes and stuff about players for the day and oh did you see who, what happened to uh Crowell and so and so today yeah we've already seen that and by the time you download this podcast you'll already know all those notes and stuff because let's face it if you listen to a podcast in April or actually May 1st now in fantasy football you follow the news so let's not waste time right okay so let's get right into the article here that I wrote the other night and I started off with the number one, of course, Josh Jacobs. Uh, Chucky Gruden and Mayock pulled the trigger on him. He was a de facto number one in the draft. I think he should immediately step in. He'll get 220 carries plus probably in their completely revamped offense. I actually had Crowell in here, but Crowell is out for the year with a torn Achilles. So he'll be spelled by Jalen Richard primarily in passing. But I do expect him to bring in somebody like a Jay Ajay, LeGarrette Blount, Jeremy Hill? I don't know. But um, I do think that he's probably the best chance at getting a quote-unquote bell cow this year, uh, the rookies, so far anyway. That's what it's looking like. Um, I said that uh, I think he'd probably settle at the end of the year. In the fourth round, and I have him ranked in PPR formats at the RB21. And the uh, draft the other night, he went at the 506. To me, nonetheless, I should have actually just let him go to see where he would have went. But um, this kind of brings us to our next player here, Miles Sanders. He went at the 2.21 in the NFL draft. Um he was drafted by the Eagles and steps into their dreaded five-headed monster backfield. Uh, I don't think it's a great place for him in his rookie year, and redraft especially. I know some people kind of fight you for it, thinking he's just going to grab the reins. But that's not how Peterson rolls. That's not how this guy's ever rolled. It's a constant rotating circus of running backs, and you never know who's going to pop up, and you never know who can trust. And, uh, you know, he's leaps and bounds better than these guys. But that's just what they do. They just rotate guys. He'll come in. He'll do good. And then all of a sudden you'll see Sproles. You'll see Jordan Howard. You'll especially see him probably taking goal line carries and stuff. So, you know, I'm not too hot on him in redrafts. I think I would personally draft him in the ninth round. And that very night he won at the 9-10. And the... Uh, FFPC best ball. So pretty much what I thought. I have him as RB number 40, which as much as I don't like him probably sounds like it's 
little high. It might be. But again, these rankings are just massaged right now. These aren't really... It's just how I kind of spitballed it the other night. So I'm going to massage them a little Friday. So um, the number three back to win the draft was Daryl Henderson to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, man, what could have been for Henderson? You know, if he could have went to Chicago, if he could have went to... Miami, if you could have went to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, oh my gosh. It's like we would have died and went to heaven if Daryl Henderson went to Tampa Bay. But nope, he went to the Rams, but all hope's not lost, I don't believe. In fact, I think uh, I'm pretty excited for him in 2019 because I think you'll be able to draft him really far down. In the You, know, you can get him in the double-digit rounds plus. His draft value is just... It's so good compared to what you could have gotten if you went to one of those other teams. Um, I think Gurley's arthritic pain in his knee is serious. You know, it was serious last year when C.J. Anderson started getting carries all down the stretch. Gurley come in and pop out right away. I think personally, this is going to be a committee backfield all year. They brought back Malcolm Brown on the draft sheet. They brought back. They brought in Daryl Henderson. Moved up. And took him as a third running back in the draft. So I, I don't like it at all. And bonus, if Gurley gets hurt, you know, misses time, he could get the keys to the castle here. And you know what that means in that offense when someone's healthy. I'm not saying he's going to be Todd Gurley, but, you know, you get the picture here. I have him ranked as the RB number 45, which is definitely higher than most people have in redrafts that I've seen. Because I believe that he'll probably start at some point this year. I think that, uh, I just don't think Gurley's, you know, I think that injury took his toll, arthritis, his knee, I think everything adds up to Henderson starting some point this year, and I think he'd be a top 10 running back weekly in that offense. Um, like I said, I have his RB45. Uh, the best ball draft I took the other night, did the other night, he went at the 12.04. So I had to take him as the 11th in the 11th round, so... He went uh, just a whisker later than that, but he's definitely a guy who'll be polarizing this year. People like me will love him. They'll draft him higher than most people like just for the upside, and some people won't like it. So just all about your pain threshold for drafting players high that might not start right away. But if he starts by week four and finishes the season, you know, what's the difference? Okay, the fourth running back drafted David Montgomery by the Chicago Bears. Um Looks like Nagy finally got his hand-picked running back after shipping Jordan Howard for a box of Chicago dogs to Philadelphia, or maybe a box of cheesesteaks, I don't know. And uh, shortly after, before this, they signed Mike Davis from Seattle. The Bears finally have a dual threat, I believe, with uh, Montgomery and Cohen. Montgomery can catch the ball, too, so he's not a plotter like Cohen or like uh, Howard was or in Stonehands, he can catch the ball. Uh, Davis can too, although we never saw it until last season. <laughs> he never did anything. Um, maybe the old Davis shows up right away, but I don't think Montgomery will have a lot of problems passing him right away. I think that he'll stay on the field for extended amounts of times and he fits Nagy's system very well. He can catch passes, he can run the ball. They moved up in the draft without having. Any picks this year to get the guy. So they love the guy, you know. And he's, I think he's going to start 
probably by midseason. Cohen will still go on to spell him, spell him. They'll still have the gadget plays to Cohen. They got Cordell Patterson running around. So he's going to be involved. But I think Montgomery will have the most carries in this offense when it's all said and done at the end of the year. I could see not, you know, close to what Jacobs has. 200 is not out of the question. It just depends on what happens, right? When if an injury happens, you know, I think you're golden. I have him in the, as the uh, RB32 in my rankings, PPR. And I said I'd target him in the sixth or seventh round, and the other night he went at the 601. So it appears people like him. Uh, the number five back pick was Devin Singletary. I was actually tweeting a couple weeks ago about how uh, the Bills drafted or signed TJ Yeldon. When they already had Frank Gore and LaShawn McCoy, and I go, the only thing that could make this backfield any more muddled is if they drafted a running back high in the draft this year. And lo and behold, they draft Devin Singletary to this muddy backfield (laughs) with an early pick. So I don't think this is exactly a good thing for Singletary. Uh, I have really no interest in him unless they trade LaShawn, they trade Gore, they just signed Yeldon. That's going to be a messy, muddled mess all year long. I mean, injuries could happen, and he'll get his time, but I, I'm not going to touch him. I have him as the RB85, and I would not draft him right now currently in redrafts. Uh, the best ball he I was in the other night, though, he went at the 9-12. So apparently somebody likes Devin Singletary. Uh, the number six running back drafted was Damian Harris by the New England Patriots. They moved up to get him even. Damian Harris, who some people had as their top three rookie running backs this year, goes to the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots added him to their embarrassment of riches at running back already. Third round pick, 23 overall. Like I said, they moved up. I had him just outside my top five pre-draft rookie rankings. But like I said, a few people I trust had him in the top three. White has a strangle on the passing downs, and Michelle and Burkhead are getting all the handoffs inside. Um, it's hard to see anything happening for Harris right away, although Michelle and Burkhead have significant injury history. We know how that goes, and uh, Harris could pop in there right away if something happens. Uh, you could draft him extremely late. Uh, I had him as the RB number 72 in my rankings, and I definitely think he's worth a late-round pick if you can squeeze it in with the uh, league with longer benches, like the FFPC. He went at the FFPC the other night at the 14.09. So he's being drafted reasonably late rounds, but still you know early enough. By the way, the, this best ball is 28 rounds, by the way. Um, the number seven running back drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. Third round pick, 30th overall, was Alex Madison from Boys Estate. Uh, I wasn't surprised at all that the Vikings burn a third round pick on a running back. I honestly thought they would have drafted one sooner to help fill the void for the often injured Delvin Cook, who, by the way, has only played 15 games in two seasons. So do the math on that. Uh, Latavius Murray got shipped off to New Orleans. The Vikings also went out and signed Amir Abdullah, so... If you're scared of one of the biggest busts in history coming in and stealing carries from either one of these guys, I got another thing to tell you because that ain't happening. So there's a pretty easy path for Madison to uh, 
have have a decent uh, role or carve out a workload at some point in 2019. I have him as the RB number 62, and I think he'll rise closer to the season. And we know how injured Cook is. The guy never plays a full year. Uh, I, I think he's a decent sleeper for sure. He went in the... Uh, I, I put he's worth a late-round stash. Like I said, I have him as RB62 in my PPR rankings. He went at the 26.02 in this draft, so he went very late. Um, let's go on to number eight. Drafted was Bryce Love by Washington. This guy just picked the wrong year to come out. A year, a classic case of a year too late. If he would have been drafted last year this time, he would have easily been the number two running back behind Saquon Barkley. He was amazing his junior junior year at Stanford, but he decided to go back for some reason and had a terrible year, ended up tearing his ACL in the last game. And he now shares a backfield in Washington with Geis, Peterson, Chris Thompson. And he might not even come off the pup list until the week of the season starting. So I won't rake him right now, but I like the pick, and I do think he'll be relevant at some point, someday, in Washington if he can stay healthy. Uh, Justice Hill was a number nine pick taken by the Baltimore Ravens to further muddle the backfield there. Uh, Hill was my number six pick going in in the rookie draft. I had him ranked, and I don't think he'd have possibly landed in a worse place in Baltimore. I think it's just a mess, like I said. I thought Kenneth Dixon was going to pop this year. I had my dreams set to finally come full circle on Kenneth Dixon. And then they signed Mark Ingram. They still have Gus Edwards. And now they have Justice Hill. So I think that he might not do much, have little relevance right away. I'm kind of puzzled by the pick. Benny Snell, he was a battering ram at Kentucky, who I love to watch play. And it looks like he could possibly get an opportunity to carve out a role in 2019 with the Steelers. But he'll clearly start behind Connor and Samuels, who are both great runners and pass catchers. It's definitely not Snell's strong suit. I think we know by now that the Steelers like to use only one running back, and the injuries could bring Snell in, and he'd definitely be a popular waiver wire pick. But other than that, he's just a goal line guy and a depth add. I have him as the RB81, and he went as the 2305 in this draft. So that's where the rookies went in the draft. Now, so let's take it the look at the uh, running back PPR rankings on FantasyInquirer.com after we factor all that in. I have number one, Saquon Barkley. Number two, Christian McCaffrey. Number three, Ezekiel Elliott. Number four, Alvin Kamara. Number five, Melvin Gordon. Number six, David Johnson. Number seven, Joe Mixon. Number eight, James Conner. Number nine, Ty Gurley. And number 10, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, and that top 10 tier right there, I think the noise that people are going to be making is that Gurley is too low. Maybe Joe Mixon's too high. Maybe even David Johnson's too high. But I think David Johnson has a lot of good weapons around him now. I still trust him to – his goal is to have 1,000 yards catching and 1,000 yards receiving. And uh, I feel Mixon's right behind him. I feel like he could be a Le'Veon Bell and waiting, just coming around. Uh, Tuggerly, I don't trust him like we talked about kind of with the Daryl Henderson moves. He's, I think he's going to be a full committee and people drafting him in the top five running backs looking for a bell cow. It's not going to happen.
number 11, Nick Chubb. Number 12, Derrick Henry, who I loved last year. I love again. I think they're going to build the offense around him. Number 13, Dalvin Cook. 14, Sonny Michelle. 15, Devontae Freeman. 16, Leonard Fournette. 17, Tariq Colin. 18, James White. 19, Damian Williams. 20, Marlon Mack. 21, Josh Jacobs. 22, Carrion Johnson. 23, Philip Lindsay. 24, Mark Ingram. 25, Aaron Jones. So in that top 25 there, I think that I have... This is PPR. By the way, all my rankings are PPR, just like the other draft. I like Cohen and White a lot more than people. other people I've noticed. They're my high teens because they're just going to catch so many more passes than any other running back. And I'd rather have them over the likes of Carrion or Marlon Mack, who make a lot of volume and rushes and be the battering ram. But I just don't trust him to put up points on a consistent basis like James White and Tariq Cohen will put up. Uh, Derrick Henry, you know, I could kind of say the same thing about that, but I, I do think he'll catch some more passes than he did last year. And I expect them to use him like they did at the end of the year. And I'll take him over Dalvin Cook, Sony Michelle, Leonard Fournette all, all day this year. I don't care what anyone says. Planting my flag again. Uh, let's go to the back half here. 26, Chris Carson. 27, Tevin Coleman. 28, Lamar Miller. 29, Kenyon Drake. 30, Latavius Murray. 31, Darius Geis. 32, David Montgomery. 33, Rashad Penny. 34, Miles Sanders. 35, Austin Eckler. 36, Naheem Hines. 37, Jordan Howard, 38, Carlos Hyde, 39, Duke Johnson, 40, Deion Lewis. Um, some things that pop out in those 15 there, 26 through 40, are probably uh, how high I am on David Montgomery. We kind of touched on that. I think he's going to take over most of the work with the Bears fairly quickly. I think most people probably have him in the high 30, low 30s. I'm at 32 right now. Uh, Naheem Hines, I think he's a great pass catcher. He had some huge games last year. I'm at 36. I actually moved him down this rankings. I think I have him at 33 just because they drafted uh, two receivers in Indianapolis. And they could control the uh, offense with Mac more this, this year than they did last year playing catch-up behind games, so that does worry me a little, but I think Hines is a great pass catcher. Um, I think Rashad Penny is going to get close to jump in uh, Chris Carson sometime soon this year, so I like him just around that cusp. Um, let's go picks 40 through 60 right now real quick. Deion Lewis, Jerick McKinnon. 42, LaShawn McCoy, 43, Jalen Samuels, who, uh, by the way, I love Jalen Samuels, drafting him behind Connor. They showed last year they like to keep Connor fresh at the end. He got kind of banged up, and I think he's going to spell him a lot more than people think this year. So he'll definitely be a guy moving up. 44, Royce Freeman, 45, Mike Davis. I moved him down from, I think, the low 30s. I'll probably move him further down because 45, I like a lot more of these guys. When I look at it right now, uh, then I have him. 46, Daryl Henderson. We talked about how much I liked him. 47, Ronald Jones, who faced the Tampa Bay didn't do much this draft. So he's a winner. A winner by default. 
Winner by doing nothing. 48, Matt Breida. 49, Peyton Barber. Another winner. Tampa Bay didn't do anything. 50, Kalen Balage. Another guy who I love this year. 51, Adriel Smith. 52, CJ Anderson, the Detroit Lion. 53, Deontay Foreman. Another winner because the Texans stayed pat with Lamar Miller. And he's coming back off injury and he could steal the show. 54, Chris Thompson, 55, Jalen Richard, 56, Gio Bernard, 57, Kareem Hunt, 58, Jamal Williams, 59, Adrian Peterson, and 60, TJ Yeldon of the Buffalo Bills. So that's all I'm going to have for you guys tonight. That's my rankings for the running backs and where I have them, and that's my uh, updated PPR running back rankings. I think this weekend I'm going to go over the receivers and then do the receiver rankings, and I think I'm also going to do an FFPC real 350 draft Saturday night. So I probably have a pod for you guys Saturday night, Sunday, maybe earlier, but I'm definitely going to have another board to read to you guys, and I'll probably do that whole board this time. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you later.